Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Here we be in hour number three on a Buffalo football Monday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you and joined as we usually are after games in hour number three on a Monday by Bill's radio color analyst, Eric Wood, who watched that thing from start to finish with the rest of you uh, watching at home on TV or in the stadium at Highmark Stadium. Eric, how we doing here the day after what was a disappointing performance by the bills yeah i would say i'm still disappointed and um you know it's just uh this this day after the final game of the season everyone in the league at some point besides the super bowl champion has a disappointing next day and that's where we sit here today as bills fans as bills employees or bills media people and you know it's um it, it was a shame that the Bills couldn't come out and put forth a better product on the field yesterday because, you know, yes, they, at times it looked like they were overmatched by the Bills yesterday. But when you look at those rosters, when you looked at the game coming into it, it didn't appear like it was going to be that way. The Bills were the the betting favorite coming into the game, the point spread, five, six points. And so to come out and lay an egg like the Bills did yesterday – it happens. It's, it's just unfortunate. It's disappointing. And it was right from the jump. And, you know, after the game, I saw where Matt Milano said, you know, the energy just wasn't there. And I heard Josh say today, you know, energy comes with execution. And uh, I talked about it on my podcast centered on Buffalo, you know, what Matt Milano said with that would like, there's not energy like that's in the moment after the game. I, I don't want it to seem like the bills weren't prepared to come out with energy that they weren't excited for this game, but man, you just get the wind completely taken out of your sails when they take the ball right down the field without even having a third down on the first drive of the game, you go three and out. They march right back down the field, only one third down on their second possession of the game, back-to-back touchdowns on what appear to be blown coverages. And man, now you're just fighting uphill the entire rest of the game. The Bengals for the majority of the time just made it look so easy on offense. It seemed like even when the Bills are getting the ball back down 10 
in that final two minute drill before the end of the first half. It just felt like even if the Bills could get back into it there, cut the lead, get the ball coming out of the half with a chance to take the lead. It just felt like it was so much harder on the Bills to execute in that game than it was for the Bengals. And there is something in that, though. I mean, it it just looked like the Bills, for lack of a better way, it just lacked that energy. There was an attitude that the Bengals had, and and you know, laughably or whatever, just or unjustly, they came in fired up about the 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 neutral site game tickets, and and I, you know, as well as I do, as players, you you conjure up all the disrespect you can from anybody and everybody from the most remote sources ever, you know, and you, you kind of do have to jump through mental hoops to get there because the Bengals are selling tickets too, for goodness sake. So you get, you go through that, but it really, in this case, and I've been part of teams that were like that. It does make a difference when that team comes in feeling disrespected with something to prove with an enormous chip on their shoulder and the bills are fighting really to come up with even any animosity towards the Cincinnati Bengals, right? I mean, this is the town, the t- you know, they treated, you know, DeMar and the Bills fans love Cincinnati. It was this love fest and we really appreciated it. And rightfully so, all the stuff that happened with the game on Monday night, the Bengals come in angry and disrespected and the Bills come in, you know, like, gosh, it's good to see you guys kind of thing, right? Yeah, I I don't know from the Bills' perspective, and I'm sure you conjure up things. You know, I was saying um, on the on the roundtable before the game because I was just like you said, Steve, talking about ways to get you fired up for a game. I would figure out a way to hate the nose guard I was going against each and every week, or their linebackers, or their defense, find something. And, and I'm using it with the guys up front. And the way Hendrickson rolled into Josh's ankle in the first matchup in that nine minutes of game action, the way Hayden Hurst took his forearm to the back of Terrence Johnson's head when he was already on the ground and he ended up getting concussed. To me, that would be enough to get a little bit of extra chip on your shoulder. Like, hey, we owe these guys one. Yes, it was this love fest after the game. There was a lot of class shown by both teams, both coaches, the captains, in, in agreeing that they weren't going to play um, after DeMar Hamlin was injured and, and had the cardiac event on the field. But the Bengals, I mean, starting with the ruling the following week that it would be a coin toss of the, uh, if they lost to the Ravens on who would host, so then now – uh, they had to go out and play their starters a week 18, which they may not have had to do otherwise, you know, in, into that game against the Ravens where they felt disrespected. Then all week, all everybody talked about was the offensive linemen that were out for them, how bad they played against Baltimore and Baltimore's with their backup quarterback. And they came in with a chip on their shoulder and they executed. And that's the name of the ball game. They executed their schemes. They played aggressive and they executed in the snow. And, and I'm not sure. Uh, we mentioned it from the start of the game yesterday, Brownie. It just seemed like the Bills, and whether it's a confidence issue or because I, I I understand that both teams have the ability to wear whatever they're they're going to give them the best footwear, the best cleats uh, that's possible in the snow with the weather. And so I don't know if it was a confidence thing where maybe you're on your heels as a defensive back, worried about Chase or Higgins blowing past you, so maybe you look a little hesitant. Whatever the case was, they just handled the elements early a lot better than the Bills as well. Yeah, I would agree with that. I actually asked Coach McDermott after the game if there was unsure footing for the defensive players and if that forced them to play more conservatively in coverage, and he just dismissed it out of hand saying we don't make excuses. 
So take that for what it's worth. Um, right. You do- could say we don't make excuses, and I respect Coach for saying that, but it could also be an issue. We saw it with our own eyes. Yeah. Like there was Guys there was a footing over. issue. I mean, Naeem Hines and James Cook both slipped on the same play. And it just, you know, there there was a footing issue out there. It just seemed like it was affecting us more than them. And like I said, it could be a confidence issue where you're worried about it and you're kind of worried about maybe giving up a big play or whatever it may be defensively. But that's a part of the reason for so many missed tackles in the game was unsure footing. I know that uh, we had a situation – you know, three weeks ago that affected this team deeply on an emotional level, and understandably so. They seem to rally from that the following week and beat the Patriots with some help from special teams and two return touchdowns to beat New England. The following week, they hang on to beat a team with a third-string quarterback in the wild-card playoff game. When you see the way they came out yesterday – is it hard not to think that their emotional gas tank was just completely empty and getting up for an all-important playoff game while hard for fans to fathom? It, they, just, they were just riding on E. They had nothing left to give because this is a team that lost three games by a combined eight points, and now they get blown out by 17 and they're never in the game. It just doesn't line up with everything else we've seen this season. Yeah, I think there could be some merit to that. And I don't know that we ever get that true answer because the guys aren't going to make excuses either. But dating all the way back to the shooting in May and running through all the events, which have been, doc, you know, we've talked about that plenty, but with Kim Pagula being sick and Dawson Knox's brother passing in the snowstorms and getting stuck on Christmas in Chicago to the snowstorm and losing over 40 people uh, lose their lives in the city of Buffalo, DeMar Hamlet, there's so, you know, the injuries, the key guys, you know, you, you lose Michael or Micah early in the season, Dane Jackson in the ambulance. There is so much adversity that hit this team. And yes, at some point, yes, you may be emotionally, physically, mentally drained. We talked about the, the, the bye week, the Bills losing a chance to get that one seed in the playoffs and how valuable that could have been. Well, for a team that needs a break, a, a, a reset, that could have been very valuable. Obviously, the game got canceled, and and, and that's not the, the top priority. DeMar Hamlin being healthy and being safe um, and, and progressing is is the most important thing through, the, through, through all that situation. But I say – I think you do have a great point there, Chris – that these guys could be just hit on E, and when you start the game like they did, it just kind of stopped, uh, it just kind of steamrolled on them. So at this point, you, you see, you have a big snapshot of what the season was, and it, you know, after a game like yesterday, and we see it, and we hear it after every loss at some level, where you know catastrophic change is needed, kind of thing. How difficult is it to remember? how good this team really is after a game like that yesterday and how, you know, how good they had to be just to get in that game. And certainly that was as bad a game as we've seen them play in two years. Um, wh- how big a reaction do you expect after a game like that? 
Uh, that, that's that's Tom. To t- Tom will tell that. I mean, when you look at the way this roster is built, they win 13 games this year. Um, you come into the season as a betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen's a betting favorite to win the MVP. This isn't a team that needs an overhaul per se. Does there need to be some fine tuning? Yes. Did you bring in Von Miller and Daquan Jones and the other guys along the defensive line to to prevent a situation like yesterday or prevent a situation like the last two years where you couldn't pressure a quarterback in the playoffs and then Daquan and Von Miller are both out for the game yesterday, which affects the game. And so to me, there's, there's things that need to be addressed and every team goes into the off season needing to address things, needing to get better. And we have an entire off season to talk about what those specifically are. But when you are looking at this roster, this organization, this coaching staff, in my opinion, you have a 13 and three team and look, you're going to be going against Mahomes and you're going to be going against Burrow and now you got Lawrence and Herbert. You have all this young talent in the AFC. Yes, you need to keep getting better and better each and every season, fine-tuning, learning, and, and everything that Coach talks about um, in, in that continued growth. But I don't think an overhaul gets you over the hump necessarily. But there definitely are areas to be addressed like all teams are looking at right now. And, Eric, flipping that forward, it's hard not to think – that the Bills could use an influx of, or, or an investment, I should say, on the offensive side of the ball, because right now you could argue that Joe Burrow has better weapons and a better O-line than Buffalo. Kansas City has a better O-line and better weapons than Buffalo. Jacksonville is closing the gap in those two areas. And San and I almost said San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers have better receivers top to bottom than I think the Bills do. And their offensive line has seen investments in the form of first-round picks like their left tackle, Rashawn Slater. So the Bills look as though they need to invest heavily in their offensive line and weapons going forward if they're going to keep pace with the other powers in the AFC going forward. Yeah, I think when you look at this season – when they came into it, Jameson Crowder gets hurt, so that affects part of your plan. But they had high hopes for Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie, and those guys are still young. Those guys can continue to develop and continue to get better. But when you look at the weapons on offense, they 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 need more playmakers on the outside and, and guys that can step up in big moments, and they just didn't have that outside of Stephon Diggs on a consistent basis this year. Now they have young talent, Knox, Still getting better. Finished the season very well, yeah. and so they do have, uh, they do have young guys that are continuing to get better. Shakir got better as the year went on as well, but yes, there there needs to be some weapons on the offensive side of the ball, and then I think both the lines. You know, you you just got to analyze it, and and when you're looking at the Bills and how they're structured, they put so much investment and in draft capital into that defensive line, into defensive players, a, a, you know, first rounder and Kyrie Elam last year at cornerback. I, I do believe it's in time to invest in the offense. You have Josh Allen in the prime of his career right now. Give him weapons and say, look, we've invested on the defensive side of the ball. Now we're going to give Josh Allen the, the best opportunity we can and maybe take a little pressure off him as well. And look, when you have one of the top quarterbacks in the league, a lot of it's going to be on him. And I'm not sitting here saying I want this to turn into a, you know, completely balanced attack on offense with run and pass. 
but just working in some screen, like improving the screen game, some design rollouts, which they got to some this year, the play action game, the RPO, just taking some pressure off him at times, I believe is key moving forward, which will create more consistency. And then maybe in the playoffs, give you more answers in a game like yesterday, where you're really struggling to find any rhythm. We were talking earlier in the show, Eric, about philosophies, about building rosters. And you look around like, like Kansas city, you can make the argument that they'll build their offense and take what's left over and just live with the defense that they have, right? Um, and, and other ways of doing it as well, like Baltimore. They're going to they're gonna grind with the way they're built around Lamar. They're going to grind it out on the ground, play absolutely huge defense, and hold the game down close, so that kind of thing. The way the Giants won games this year uh, by doing things the way they did. Ph- philosophically, what do you do with, when you've got an atomic weapon like Josh – don't you want to build it around him and his skill set? And if you do, which I th- – yeah, of course. Well, what do you do with that defensive side of the ball? How much of your, you know, your your assets – I mean, you got two ones and two twos on the defensive end spot, and and you signed Von Miller. So that's a lot of assets on that side of the ball up front. And certainly it made a difference on, in the run game, at least the defensive tackle acquisitions did. So what's your philosophy on, you know, continuing to build the roster? Do you just say, you know, listen, we got this guy taking snaps. Let's give let's put all our eggs into that basket and let's see if teams can keep up. Yeah, I think I think you need to. I think you need to surround him with weapons, put the best offensive line you can in front of him, and you can only pay so many people, and the Bills are going to have to make some decisions this offseason, whether it's Poyer, whether it's Tremaine Edmonds, and, and re-signing guys, they're going to have some tough decisions to make. But But I truly do feel like – if I'm building a team to compete in the AFC right now, you're going to have to surround your quarterback with weapons because you have to keep pace with these offenses, and then you got to be able to affect the passer. And, yes, the Bills got the ball, ran down their throat yesterday, and that was an issue as well. But when you're looking at affecting quarterbacks with a four-man rush, the Bills, although they're playing without Daquan Jones and without Von Miller, were unable to affect Burrow yesterday and you just you have to be able to do that to win games in the playoffs and, and win them consistently. Eric, thanks uh, for all your input this season. We appreciate uh, you visiting with us every Monday after Bills games or on different days when they played on different days. We appreciate it. Enjoy uh, some well-deserved time off. We'll catch up with you in August. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. I, I hope to see uh, see your faces, and uh, I'll talk to you before then, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, in, in, enjoy this time. Uh, hopefully you guys can get away at some point, and uh, hopefully the callers take it easy on you. <laughs> well, we're all in it together, you know. We're getting through it, and we all process it differently, you know. we got to just, you know. It's a therapy Monday. Full of, be full of grace and love for all the people who process it with anger and frustration, so. Just put yeah. your arm around them. Yeah. And then you know what? I'm generally a positive glass half full type of guy. Uh, and this season, you know, extremely grateful the, for the opportunity to call games with the Bills, to um, be affiliated with the team, to be around such a special organization. I'm appreciative of all the relationships and everything that comes with it. And I can tell you I'm crushed today. I, I honestly am. I was crushed last night. I'm crushed for the city and, you know, even dating back to May, I thought, man, this team can do something special for this city. And then for all the city went through this year, for it to end in the disappointment it did yesterday at home, uh, you know, I'm crushed. I'm crushed for everyone involved. But 
the Bills are one of the most consistent franchises in sports right now. They're built for the future. They have so much young talent on the roster and our man 17 at quarterback. So there are brighter days ahead. These off seasons are long and, and it's, it, it stinks and you don't get to pick back up at the divisional round. You got to do it all over again and take care of business in the regular season. But man, um, it, it was a special run this year. And I'll tell you what, when you're 13 and three, it's pretty fun. It makes it easy to call the game. So uh, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate the team. Appreciate the organization. And I'll, I will talk to you guys soon. All right. Alrighty. Thanks again, Eric. Thanks, Eric. That's Eric Wood joining us here. Bill's radio color analyst, obviously former Bill's center for a long time here in Buffalo. And yeah, I mean, we're all feeling that today. The whole thing stinks. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, we wanted, we wanted to keep playing football, obviously, and keep watching games and see how far this team could go. But yeah, there were, there were cracks in the armor due to injuries, due to emotional setbacks like the DeMar Hamlin situation where his life was literally at stake. And it all kind of adds up and weighs on you and, and makes the task all the more difficult. Again, this team is not going to make excuses, and I don't expect Sean McDermott to either when he addresses the media at 4 o'clock this afternoon for his season wrap-up comments. Um, but those things are very real. Um, you know, And everybody deals with it in a different way, and unfortunately – on an important day in the playoffs, the Bills didn't have the energy to deal with that game. It was clear. Uh, we are going to take a break here because when we come back, Von Miller addressed the media on locker cleanout day. Haven't heard from him in a little while, so we'd like to get his thoughts as he heads into the offseason with a rehab assignment on tap after undergoing knee surgery. Von Miller coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 